believe it or not, we parent from conscious or unconscious beliefs about ourselves. And we transfer those beliefs about ourselves to our parenting and eventually to our children. I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. Hello, Cycle Breaker. Welcome to another episode of the Parenting with Understanding podcast. Today, we have a coaching session. This is part one of our coaching session with Crystal. She has a three and a half year old boy and a four month baby, and she's dealing with bedtime struggles. Her son keeps waking up in the middle of the night, going to her bed, not wanting to get out of her bed, wanting to cause sleep, and then for her it is not possible because she she feeds the baby all night, the baby keeps the toddler up, and then the day behavior is it's hard because everybody's tired, including the toddler, and she feels exhausted. So if you want to stay and to hear how I coach this mom, so she goes from feeling exhausted to feeling capable and enjoying her parenting again and solving her bedtime struggle with her toddler and stay for this episode. This is part one. Next Tuesday, you're going to get part two. Before we go there, there is open registration. Open registration for our first free masterclass of the year. I changed my masterclass. So last year was a different topic. This year, it's name going from frustration to peace and cooperation. If you feel that I'm frustrated, that I'm at the end of my rope, that I feel I'm running on empty all day and my kids keep running the show or they try to run the show and I want to do this gentle parenting thing, but it feels like I'm as much as I try, nothing clicks and it does not work for my family. I highly encourage you to register for my free class because I'm going to show you five shifts. If you start doing them right now, you start seeing results towards cooperation and peace and connection in your family. So to register for this class, all you have to do is go to the link in the description of this podcast episode. Give us your best email so we can send you the Zoom link and we will see you in our free class. And yeah, let's go with Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Thank you for accepting our invitation to come to our Parenting with Understanding podcast. I'm doing well. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Okay, so for the listeners, we are going to do a coaching session with Crystal. She's going to tell us in a little bit her kids' ages, um, the desires and struggles that she's been having. And then we're going to have a fun session. Is going. This is part one. So next week, you are going to see part two. So yeah, we're going to dive right in. So tell me, what pulled you to accept this invitation for the coaching session? Tell me more about your family, your kids, uh, if, you, if you have a spouse, your spouse, your desires and struggles. I, 
I have a husband and we're married and we have a three and a half year old. He's a little over three and a half year old um, toddler boy and a four month old baby boy. Um, and we, my toddler has always been what I feel is a very big feeling spirited, uh, little human. Um, but ever since the birth of, uh, his younger brother, I feel like the struggles have intensified. Um, and it's, it's gotten to the point where I, we've tried everything that I know to try. We've wanted to go the gentle parenting route. Um, I've follow so many different accounts. I try and educate myself as to how to navigate things because we are literally struggling in what I feel is every area um, from morning when he wakes up to night time is a battle and a struggle. I feel like I'm constantly trying to um, diffuse and um, help him navigate through tantrum after tantrum after tantrum. Um, everything is a battle. Uh, there's a lot of pushback um, on things. Um, he's just, he's clearly having a really difficult time. Um, I know that it's a huge change, him having his younger brother. And um, for me as a mom, it's very difficult to see my son struggling in so many ways. Um, everything from the littlest tasks, such as um, getting dressed, brushing his teeth, eating meals, all of those things are met with, um, it's a lot of difficulty to get through those tasks. We struggle a lot just to do the normal things. Um, and he loves his baby brother very much, but um, it's just, we. I, I don't know how to navigate through um, helping him with this transition because I feel like ever since his little brother came into the picture, my little boy has, um, has, he's just, I've seen sides of him that I've never really seen and the feelings have gotten bigger and, um, more intense and I don't really know how to help him navigate through them. And, um, he spends so much of the day crying and being upset and whining and being what seems like unhappy. And, um, it, it goes into nighttime too. It, like I said, it lasts all day long and um, the littlest thing can set him off or, or it can be, I don't even know what sets him off. All of a sudden he'll just get upset and um, start throwing a tantrum and um, start screaming and shrieking and yelling and kicking and throwing things. And, um, you know, I, I'm exhausted. And so by the end of the day, I, I go to bed and I'm exhausted. And he's also, it's, it's affecting his sleep. He's not sleeping well. Um, he's not wanting to sleep in his bed after he'll wake up after he goes to bed after a couple hours and want to come into my room. And um, it's very, very hard to tend to, you know, the infant that's in my room, as well as him in my bed. And um, it's just, I'm touched out. I am, my tank is on empty. And as a mother, it's just, I feel like I'm being pulled in so many directions because I have a toddler who has a lot of needs right now. And he needs me so much and is requiring so much of my time and attention. But I also have a baby that I'm trying to take care of also. And I don't know how to meet both of their needs 
I'm one person. My husband's, you know, he's supportive and wonderful, but, you know, he works a lot of hours out of the home. And we don't have like a village of a lot of people that can help us or anything like that. We don't have big family or anything. So it's very little support. It's me trying to do my best and feeling like I don't have what it takes to meet the needs of my son because he seems needier and cleanier than ever before. And then also be able to take care of his little brother and to do both of those things well just feels like I'm failing. (laughs) And I don't know why it's so hard. And I don't know what I can do to help us all, honestly, because we're all struggling, it seems like. Okay, so, wow. I I hear you. You're going through a lot. Uh, I hear you say that you feel empty, pulled in different directions, touched out, not sleeping well, because if your toddler is not sleeping well, I'm sure the baby's waking up, then you're not sleeping well. Um, I hear you say that you have a a three-and-a-half-year-old boy and a four-month-old baby that he's always had, you know, your toddler, he's always had this... um, he's always been this spirited child with big feelings and they kind of intensified um, since the birth of his baby brother that uh, it's not just the night behavior but it's pretty much all day whining, crying, tantrums, uh, defiance for every single thing even like things that are routine like hygiene, brushing teeth getting out the door, all those things. How do you feel right now? Um, I honestly just feel overwhelmed. You know? Yeah. A lot of the times I just, I feel very overwhelmed. And right now, as you speak with me, hearing me say, like, say back to you all the things that you said, how, how do you feel? I want to feel like hopeful that things can improve. But it's just really difficult because I don't know what I'm missing. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I feel like I'm, I've tried everything, you know. Um, I feel like it's like I try to, to um, distract, you know, I try with um, distraction. I try with um, trying to help him with his feelings. I try to um, give him one-on-one connection so that he you know I'm meeting his needs I try to you know make sure I'm being intentional with him I try to you know do everything that I can do um be patient be supportive um you know we've tried to limit screen time we try I mean we try all of the the ideas that um you hear all all of the suggestions that are made for for behavior like this for situations like this and like nothing works I just feel like I'm constantly like trying to put out fires throughout the day, just chasing him around, like just trying to put out fires constantly. And it's like, I'm trying to to put out a fire with a little tiny, tiny bucket (laughs) that's not doing anything. Okay. So you feel like you're trying to put out fires that you've tried everything that you could read on the internet, on TikToks, on reels, on books, and nothing seems like to be working. I hear you. So... We have a coaching session. If we were to put a clear intention that we say, by the end of the time with Marcela, I got what I came, what I'm looking for. I got what I needed. 
what would you say the intention for the session would be for you to I want to I want to be able to um, feel capable again as a mother. I want to be able to enjoy um, enjoy the get because I'm so think I love being a mother. It's my favorite thing, but it's just been something that's so draining, and I want to be able to have. Have I, I don't want to be running on empty. I want to be able to feel like I am doing a good job and that my boys are enjoying, you know, me and I'm enjoying them and like we are enjoying our time together. I, I'm not expecting perfection. I know that, you know, motherhood is hard and like raising kids is hard. I get that. But it's just become such a struggle that it's not enjoyable anymore for, I mean, he, he seems like he's miserable all day long. And I mean, I'm miserable too, you know, and I don't want that. I want to feel connected to him again. I want um, us to just enjoy our relationship, you know, as, as parent and child, mother and son. Okay. So if we were to phrase that into an intention, Okay, so what about we say you want to gain clarity on what's going on inside of you that right now you're feeling how you say you feel a little drained, you feel empty, touched out, you feel that you've tried everything that you're not capable, you said that, and you want to gain clarity of, of what's happening inside of you. And to so you get to the place of feeling capable. Is that is that what I'm hearing you say your intentions? Or is is something else? Yeah, no, I mean I wanna feel capable. I wanna feel like I'm doing a good job as a mom and I wanna feel like we are um that I, I just would like there to be for it to be smoother so we can enjoy it more because it feels like everything's such a battle. It's such a struggle. I would like there to be more enjoyable. I mean, um, I I would like to be able to, yeah, I would like for us to have a relationship in which, you know, I'm able to meet his needs and um, he feels, you know, um, safe and like um, he feels, um, like he doesn't feel like he doesn't feel like he has to spend, you know, all day crying and whining and, you know, doing all these things like that. He doesn't feel like, like I'm here for him, but it's almost like he's so needy that like nothing I do is enough. And I I don't want to, I don't want him to feel that way. And I don't want to feel that way either. I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, I'm not sure if that's, you want to feel enough. Yeah. I want to feel enough. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely feel that we can move forward towards that goal. Um, little disclaimer here <laughs> with our own clients. Sometimes this process takes several coaching sessions. So I don't expect you to go from like, I'm so drained. I'm all this to, wow, I feel fully capable. And then I'm going to magically 
just from this coaching session get the full transformation. Uh, but the idea is that you, you have the clarity of how to move towards that from now on. And hopefully, maybe in the future, you can join us in our coaching program. So you can go through the entire, all the steps and all the weeks that we go through in our um, Transform Parent Coaching Program, which is 14 weeks. Okay, so let's pick one situation. One situation and we move from there. Out of all the things, let's pick one situation during that day that you would say, like, I want to process this and I want to gain more clarity and understanding. And yeah, this is, this is what keeps, like, this is what, what it is. <laughs> I, I want to process this situation. So what, what would it be? Let's, let's go from the specific to the general. So like one specific, like, um, like tantrum? Yes. So if you were to choose one situation that's happening with your son, let's just say feeding time or bedtime or like, why would it be? Or hygiene time. We want to go specific and move from there. Honestly, probably the biggest, the biggest struggle is the bedtime because he's, he's at, at almost four years old. His sleep is worse than it's ever, ever, ever been. Um, like last night, for example, I put him down at 7 p.m. and at 830, he wakes up crying and wants to come into my room and I'm caught in that struggle because I'm like, well, I don't want to just say, no, you can't come in my room. And then he feels, you know, even more displaced by his younger brother because he's like, well, the baby gets to be in there with mom, but I don't get to, I'm being replaced or she prefers the baby over me. And it, but it's hard at the same time because he comes into my room and he comes into my bed and I feel like I'm holding any boundaries at the same time. So it's like, it's that battle. It's okay. Do I hold a boundary or do I, you know, let him do this? And, and so it's very difficult because I don't want the boundary to make him feel re like rejected, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I can't, he can't continue, you know, coming in. I want him to feel safe and secure and confident in his own room and to be able to sleep in his own bed and not that he has to be sleeping holding my arm close to me all night, like on top of my pillow, like no space, you know, because that's, that, that's what it ends up being. And, um, I'm not even able to like get up to go to the bathroom. He'll freak out and be like, mom, where are you going? You know? And it's like, it's like, he has no confidence in, um, in being without me. Like his need is just intensified. And then, um, again, like I said, I, I'm just with him all night, so I don't get any break. And so in the morning I start off the day with like no patience because I'm like, you've been in my bed all night and like, here we are, we have a long day ahead of us and I don't have any patience because I'm already touched out for the day and we just started. If all night he was touching your hair and touching your nose and I'm pushing you and on top of that, you had to feed the baby. I imagine how exhausted that might feel. I, I'm wondering about something. When you are about, like, when you're getting getting him ready for bedtime, I, in your in your head, are you expecting, like, oh, like, 
I'm going to put him down and I know he's going to wake up. Like, are you kind of expecting that he's going to do that? I honestly, every night, I, I hope that like, I'm like, maybe this is the night, you know, that he will, that he will like sleep, you know? And, and then it's like, I try to like, tell him like, you're safe here. Like, you can do this. Like, I love you, you know, like, I, I, I'm here for you if you need me. But like, I do try to be hopeful. I really, really do. But it's like, every night when he wakes up, I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised when he wakes up because he does it. But like, I don't expect him to wake up. I always hope that like, one day, he'll just start to sleep. So you're saying that you try to be hopeful? Yeah. Um, that trying, does that trying come from the head? Like, I'm, logically, I want to believe that he's not going to wake up or is that your body feels completely relaxed of like, I know he's going to be in bed. He's not going to wake up. Like, is it in your head, in your logic, or is it with your whole nervous system that you... It's probably more my head. It's probably more my head because... Um, like I said, I'm just used to it by now. Um, you know, I used to be more hopeful, but like as time God has gone on and he, it's continued this pattern, it's, you know, it gets harder and harder and harder because this becomes the norm. So when he, when you put him in bed and then an hour later, two hours later at 8 p.m., he comes to your room, what is going on for you and your body? How do you feel? I get stressed out <laughs> and I, and I get very like at that point I start to get like frustrated, like on the inside, I start to feel frustrated um, that he's up. Um, I start to feel a little bit resentful that he doesn't sleep. I see you touching your chest. Yeah. Is that where you feel the frustration in, in your chest? Yeah. Like I start to get kind of tense like all over and um I start to feel frustrated um and um kind of res resent him for not sleeping and for needing me so much I hear you so you say that you get tense stressed out resentful frustrated you said that it feels all over I I saw you touching your chest if you were to choose or to pick where it feels in your body, where would you think that feels? That stress, that tightness, that resentment. Yeah, like in my, in my, kind of in my chest, like in my chest, like I just like, like, you know, I get kind of um, just tense all over, but, um, but I just, uh, yeah. In, in my chest okay so you feel it in your chest and then you said that you feel frustrated and resentful is there any other feeling that you had at the moment besides the those no just um just yeah just it, it's stress. i mean i'm stressed stressed out and um, frustrated and you told me before that that you feel uh that you want to feel capable do you feel capable at that moment or the opposite? No, I don't. I mean, the only thing, the only thing that I feel capable of doing is just 
caving in and letting him just sleep in my bed and like having to just kind of like suck it up and like, you know, just try and take deep breaths and try and get through the night um, the best that I can, even though I don't want him, you know, um, right there in my bed because like, again, it makes it difficult to tend to the infant and him. And then they wake each other up. If one of, you know, if one of them makes noise, the other wakes up. And then it's just, it's very hard. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't feel capable of, of having what it takes or knowing what, what to do to get him to, um, stay in his room. So you feel, you feel incapable? Yeah, I I feel incapable of solving the problem. Yeah, of solving the issue um, successfully. Yeah, because I I don't know what to do. I wonder if that feeling of incapability leads to you resenting your son. It could. Because it's like, I feel at a loss. Like, I don't, I feel like I don't know what to do that I, I, I don't, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm doing whatever I think I need to do to survive that night, to, to survive that hard moment, to survive, just to get through this. And so much of it is just, I just need to get through this night. I just need to get through this, you know, through, through this moment, just, you know, and, and so much every day it's that way. I just need to get through this. I just need to get through this. And I just feel like I'm just like trying to do what I need to do to survive and just endure it and get through it. At that moment, what needs are not being met for you at that moment? When you feel stressed out, frustrated, the tightness in your chest, incapable, frustrated, tense, what needs are not being met for you at that moment? Um, the need for just space, (laughs) a a, a little break, you know, um, I, um, for just my own like mental health and like sanity, like it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to, to be, um, to be with, you know, to be needed by by him so much does your husband help you during that time it's really difficult because my son prefers me like he's always been closer to me and so he wants like nothing to do with my husband at night my husband does work nights and he'll come um home late sometimes he works at night um but um even when my husband is home it's very difficult because my son will he wants nothing to do with my husband and so it's like it feel like it just makes it worse and so for us to be able to like you know get through it without with the least amount of tears and to be able to calm him down and I'm the one that has to deal with it okay does your husband try to take the lead sometimes sometimes he will but it it just like it will like just escalate things and my son wants like like he just, he just wants nothing to do with it. He just wants, he's like, I want mama. I want mama. I want mama just and cries and cries and cries. And so we just give into that. Hmm. 
okay, I hear you. So you need space. Uh, you already say that you need to feel capable. That's the need for power. You need to feel that you have the skill to help your son through that moment. And then you may need support, but uh, you're not getting the support for X or Y reason. So when you were growing up, how did your parents respond to your needs, to your emotional needs? I think I'm kind of like, it's a common thing I feel like in our generation is we try to be like the cycle breakers. And um, I feel like that's what I've been trying to do with my son is respond to his needs differently than I was responded to. Um, when I was growing up, I was not really allowed to have like tantrums were seen as like, oh, you're being defiant. You're not listening. You're disobeying. Like we weren't, I wasn't allowed to like throw a fit or to like, if I was a toddler, I wasn't allowed to like scream and cry and, you know, express myself however, which way I wasn't allowed to do those things. Like I had to really like keep it together. I was going to get in trouble. Um, so it was, so with my son, I, I try to do the opposite. I try to meet those needs because with, with me, uh, those emotional needs weren't really like, um, accepted. Um, I was just, they were more like punished and so they weren't allowed. And, um, so I didn't want to do the same thing to my son. So I feel like in some ways, maybe it's hard because I see the way he acts and I'm like, oh my gosh, if I would have been this way when I was little, like I couldn't even imagine being that way because there's no way it would fly ever. Like I would never be able to act this way. But at the same time, I want to be able to um, help him navigate through those things in a healthy way. Um, unlike with me, like I want to be able to support him the way I wasn't supported. So I hear you say that when you were growing up, uh, your parents met your emotional needs with not meeting your emotional needs. You have to shove it down. You have to put yourself together to, to, to fix it on your own. Uh, you were not allowed to show big emotions. So... How did that make you feel at that time? I felt like I always had to have it together, even really little. Like, I felt like, I felt like if, like, I never wanted to be a burden or to, you know, um, be like, I always wanted to, like, obey because I, I felt like, oh, you have to obey. You have to be good. Like, to be good like, if you want to be good, then you have to listen. And so I was always very, like, performance-based, very, you know, um, act a certain way. And I was always very hard on myself. And I always wanted to, like, be good. I hated being in trouble. I was very sensitive. Like, even if my parents would raise their voices at me, I, I could cry. Like, I was always very sensitive. So I, I never wanted to get in trouble. So the, the reason why I'm asking you all these questions is because I'm, I'm trying to gain a clear picture of your parenting pattern. So believe it or not, we parent from conscious or unconscious 
beliefs about ourselves. And we transfer those beliefs about ourselves to our parenting and eventually to our children. So that's why I'm asking you all these questions. So when you say that growing up, you felt like you have to have it together, that's not a feeling. Feeling that you have to have it together is not a feeling. It's a belief. It's a belief. You were believing that you had to have it together. And then from that belief, you tried really, really hard to not be a burden, to be good. And growing up for you to be good was not to express what we call, quote unquote, negative big emotions. So happiness was allowed. Big emotions, positive big emotions were allowed. But the minute that um, negative, quote-unquote, negative big emotions were happening, then they were not allowed. Therefore, you try hard to, feel, to, to look good or to be good. Do you see how that transfers to your parenting right now? <laughs> so you said that you were trying really hard to always having it together. You were trying really hard to fixing the negative big emotions. You were always perform-based, trying everything that you could to be in quote-unquote good, because you're already good, but to feel good, to feel that you're a good person. And you were very hard on yourself. Yeah. In the very beginning of our coaching session, you said the same thing that you try everything to fix, to put out fires, which it translates to, to fix the emotions. I wonder if, if that belief of I have to have it together, I have to read more parenting books, I have to educate myself, comes from that limiting belief of I have to have it together, I need to perform. You said, you said as well that I don't feel good enough to feel good enough, which that's a belief too. Feeling not good enough is not a feeling. It's a belief. You are believing you are not good enough. You are believing you don't have it together. Are you a perfectionist or like do you struggle with perfectionism? I do. I do. I, I, I've, always, I've always struggled. You know, I'm the oldest child. I'm the only girl. Um, I was always like the responsible one. I've always been very like performance based. I always want to do really well. I don't like getting in trouble. I don't like messing up, making mistakes. Um, I'm very like, even just in everything that I do, like, and I like my clean house. I like everything to be orderly and structured. I'm very much that way. <laughs> okay. So, and you're transferring that to your parenting. So when, when your son wakes up after two hours and then he wakes up and then you are with this narrative of I'm not good enough and I need to prove I'm good enough by doing, by putting out this fire again. I need to have it together. I need to prove that I'm a good mother by having it together. When your son shows up 
in your room, what does it say about you as a mo- as a mother? I just in those times I I really question. I'm like, are we in this situation? Are we having? Are are we struggling with sleep the way we are? Are we struggling with? And it could be whether it's sleep in the middle of the night or anything. I'm like, are we are we here because of something I did? Like, did I mess up somewhere as a mom? Like, did I make him this way? Like, did I was you know was the way? Did I do? Did I make him a bad sleeper? <laughs> like, did I did I um, cause was the way I, I've been raising him has has it contributed to this? Is that why we're here right now? Like, is that why we're struggling so bad with this? Like, what did I do? Like, where did I go wrong? You know. So, the it it is my fault. Has it been something that you've been thinking about yourself throughout your life? That things that happen are your fault. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to not to wonder. You know, um, if if I was the one, you know, that like, is it something I did? Like, is this? Did this happen because of something I did? Like, if something goes wrong or if something bad happens, like, is this a consequence of, like, what I did? Or did did I mess up and this is why I'm in this situation? You know, this, you know, problem. And I imagine when you were a child and you expressed those negative big emotions, which are very healthy, and then you were met with punishment, then that belief started there of... It is my fault. How do you feel hearing all this? I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) And you know what, Crystal? For me, you make sense. It completely makes sense to me. And this is why. Let me tell you something. If you are with this belief from childhood that served you in childhood, that's how you made sense of your world of... If I'm being punished for having big emotions, it's because there is, it's my fault. That's how you make sense of what happened to you because your little growing brain was not able to process or comprehend that it's because the adults didn't have the emotional maturity and capacity to contain your emotions. That's very unsafe for a child to process. Like it's very, like it feels really unsafe for a child to realize that. So you created another narrative of not my, my parents is not their fault. It's my fault. And then you are, you, you grew up with that belief about yourself that it is my fault that I need to keep it together. And if I don't have it together, then it is my fault. And then that leads you to be really hard on yourself. And it makes sense. It it makes complete sense for me, Crystal, why you are trying so hard to put out fires. Because you are believing when your son is tantruming during the day, when your son is having big emotions where your son comes for you, looking for you in the middle of the night, that there, is, there must be something that I'm doing that it is my fault. Do you see how 
how it connects the way that you were raised, the pattern that was put into you, how that connects with your current parenting. Yeah. Yeah. So let's breathe into that. Let's breathe into that. Whew, I know it's a lot. And it is, and thank you for being so vulnerable with me. It is important that we get to this place of awareness. Why it is important? Because it doesn't matter how many strategies and tools and things I'm going to give you to apply with your son. Those things, if, if those things are going to keep being applied from your pattern of it is my fault, I'm not enough, I have to put out fires and fix feelings, then those tools are not going to work. Do you see why reading the parenting books, which is great, I'm not saying it's bad, getting, the, getting tools online, reading books and stuff, when you apply them from your generational pattern, then that's, that, that's what you're giving. And I want, to, I want you to give a lot of empathy to yourself because it is, no, it's not, it is not your fault that this is your pattern. And very possible it's not your parents' fault either. Very possible they have that same pattern and was passed down from generations to generations to generations. The feeling that I have to keep it together, I have to show I'm good, I have to show that I, I got it. So I want you to meet this awareness with a lot of empathy towards yourself. What is coming up for, for, for you as I say all this? You know, it, it just, it makes a lot of sense because I, if I'm being honest, like, those thoughts just run in my head all day long. Like, anytime, anytime, like, when we're struggling um, with a tantrum or, or um, at a difficult night or whatever it is that we're struggling with, um, it's like, I try all these things, but it's like, at the end of the day, like when I just sit there and I reflect and I'm like, like, why, why is this so hard? Like, why is he struggling? Like, what am I not doing? Like, where did I go wrong? Like, did I make him this way? Like, what, what is it that, you know, and those are the thoughts that just go through my head. And it comes from the, it comes from the core belief of it is my fault. I'm not good enough. I need to keep it together to show I'm good. That's your pattern. And I promise we're going to get to the strategies. This is the first step, though. This is the first step. For you to gain awareness of your pattern. And then from that, we're going to move towards softening or breaking that pattern. And it's not going to happen overnight, but I want to show you or to show you the path. So at least you can start walking towards the path. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So let's go back to that moment where you felt really angry in childhood. Or perhaps you didn't feel angry. You, did, you felt incapable of meeting your parents' expectations. 
Let's go to that moment where you feel incapable of meeting your parents' expectations. And Leo Crystal is trying really, really hard to please her parents. And as much as she try, it's not enough. As much as she try to please her parents, it's not enough. It's her fault. If we were to go back to that moment, what would Leo Crystal need at that moment? I wanted to know that that everything that I was feeling was okay, to know that I was safe, um, to be comforted, um, to be um, accepted, um, like to be accepted, like no, no matter what, to not be made to feel, um, like bad for, um, like falling apart <laughs> or, you know, um, being expressive or, um, you know, those things to be seen. Yeah. To, for your parents to give you unconditional positive regard, regardless of your behavior, mm -hmm. your emotions, you're mm -hmm. accepted, you're seen, you're loved. Okay. Okay, so imagine Leo Crystal, and you're telling her those things. Could you please, if it's okay, if it feels safe to you, tell Leo Crystal all those things when she's trying all what she's, she can to please her parents, and as much as she try, she's not meeting their expectations. If you were to talk to Leo Crystal, what would you tell her? right now just to envision like imagine you're talking to leo crystal i would tell her i would say you're you don't have to be perfect you don't have to um have it all together and it's okay to cry it's okay to have a hard time that this is hard <laughs> um, I'm validating you in the fact that it is hard and it's not just hard because you're not strong enough but that it's really actually hard <laughs> yeah and um, you're doing the best that you can and you're not alone so let's move forward to that moment when your three-and-a-half-year-old boy shows up in your room. And Leo Crystal, who still lives inside of you, sees the boy. So let's go back to that moment. Your three-and-a-half-year-old shows up, and Leo Crystal comes up and tells you, oh, you see, yeah, you, you're not doing enough. You need to do more. You need to keep it together. This is like if you let him in the bed, that's the sign that you're not ha you're not having it together. Because I know so and so, her toddlers sleep through the night on their own bed, and then you have to show that you keep it. You have to keep it together, and this is your fault. 
So Leo Crystal is telling you that. And then you are telling Leo Crystal, let's go back to that moment when your son comes in. If I were to tell you, I know this is hard, and this is hard. I know you're, you're having a hard time, not because you're not strong or not because you're not capable. You are strong. You are capable. You're having a hard time because it is hard. You are accepted and loved, and you don't have to prove anything to be enough because you are enough. It is not your fault. You are safe. Does this sound true to you? If not, it's okay. We are where we are. Um, it does now, but I, in the moment, like when it's actually in the moment, I think is where it's hard to actually transfer. Are you ready to move towards a more expensive belief? about yourself so you can show up from I'm capable, from I got this, from I don't have to prove anything, from my son's big emotions are safe to me. I don't have to put out fires because there are no fires to put out. My son's emotions are not to be fixed. Are you ready to move towards that more expensive belief? Yeah. Okay, great. This is part one of this coaching session with Crystal. I promise you, I promise you we're going to get to solutions on how she can solve her bedtime struggles with her three and a half year old. Those solutions is, are going to be in part two of this coaching session. So I encourage you to come back next week for part two. If you found valuable this, this episode, I encourage you to leave us a review. Let us know how it has helped you in your parenting. If you are one of our customers, one of HIC Parenting's customers, meaning that you have our coaching program or any other of our products, I highly encourage you to join our private Facebook group. It's called HIC Cycle Break Private Facebook Group. Over there, we have an exclusive private community of cycle breakers, all of them committed to break this cycle and go from frustration to cooperation and peace. Remember to register for my free class where you're going to learn five shifts to start doing right now that are going to take you from frustration to peace and cooperation. And at the end of the class, if you want to dive deep and ask one member of my team to help you get crystal clear on what your parenting struggles and desires are and the plan to move forward, then at the end of that free masterclass, we will provide the opportunity for you to schedule a call with a member of my team. So open the description of this podcast episode and register. Remember to follow us at The Considered Mama on Instagram and TikTok and at High Input Club on Instagram and TikTok and it only takes understanding to transform your parenting. I'll see you next week.